Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Hey, welcome. Hey, it's a good Friday and happy to be talking with you. I mean, it's a good Friday, not the good Friday. So make sure you're clear on that when we're, we are recording in May. So we've passed Easter, passed tax deadline. Um, so life, life is good in our world right now. Yep. Past, uh, may the fourth be with you past Cinco de Mayo. Um, so recovered from all the fun that was celebrated yesterday, um, with that made up, not made up, but, um, Americanized holiday. Uh, it's not really uh, South of the border holiday, but it's good. Um, sun is shining. Got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, today, starting off a new series, another new series. So talking today all about team retreats. So all about retreats. And I think today's episode will focus mostly on the who, what, and why of retreats, uh, but not necessarily in that order. It just sounds good coming out of, uh, out of my mouth in that order. But I think first is starting with retreats and starting with why. So why do you think retreats are important? Because you actually were the one who decided we needed to do retreats in our firm. What we've seen with retreats, uh, we started introducing them one at a time and then they're, the fruit that comes out of those conversations, they're not technical by in nature. So it's not a training um, retreat by any means. It, it's really just being together as a group. It's a lot of uh, self-discovery uh, because we do certain things to learn more about how each team member is wired. And so just how the group learns um, and comes out of those retreats on the other side of those retreats is what is good. And so obviously love to see people because we don't as often anymore. And because of where the team individuals are located, it's not as easy to see them throughout the year. So we have to make a very conscious effort um, to bring them in or to set aside time if, if it will be a virtual retreat and go from there. So that's, that's really why I like them is just, um, you know, just that togetherness with the team. Absolutely. And I think moving our team, um, getting our team rallied around the direction that we will be moving. So really those conversations are to just re-emphasize our vision or our mission um, to re-emphasize or share goals for the upcoming year, upcoming quarter, you know, what, however often that you're going to do these, um, but really to share information about the core of the business with everybody um, and then get feedback and uh, real-time communication, right? Back and forth from people rather than just um, telling people information. And so really having a time to connect and to just, again, just put out like, are we moving 
all in the same direction? And are we moving in a better direction, in the right direction that we want to go? And so definitely that's why. No matter how many times you've said your vision statement, mission statement, if everyone has it memorized, which likely um, in a lot of organizations, there may not even be one, but also people may not know what it is or remember it. Uh, that's, you just have to say things over and over again. And when you think you've said them too many times, you have to say it double or triple that amount. So it's really something that we found. It can't be said too much. Um, letting people know the value they bring and how they fit into the mission of the business can never be said too many times. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that's also, it gets people out of their day-to-day -day element and kind of removes them, uh, whether it's physically removes them or just kind of their schedule removes them from their day-to-day. -day. Um, it allows, and by doing so, that allows them to be creative and to be more, in the conversation. So for like our business, uh, creative accounting may, in, may, may get you in jail, uh, a lot of times, but, uh, love to see people's creativity and how customer service works and how like client delivery. Um, and then even like in processes, as we kind of dissect what's been working well, what is not working and we need to improve or what's not working and we need to remove. And so, um, those are all conversations that, we love to have in real time. And so the retreats are just kind of embedded now in our year. Um, so they're three times a year. Is that right? Or just mainly two at this point? Yeah. So, so I, this is not the first time you've said three retreats per year. Okay. And so I feel like potentially we're heading in that direction since you keep mentioning it and that's yeah. kind of how you operate. Um, but Traditionally, it has been twice a year and yeah. previously before that, it was once a year. So in the very beginning, we did one retreat in January, get everybody, uh, you know, set out goals for the whole team, let everybody know what is their part in those goals, uh, what happens when we hit them as far as, uh, you know, rewarding people for doing a great job and then and then moving forward from that. And so that one time a year, that was great. But when you only talk about something one time a year, you can lose sight of what those goals were. If you don't have a good plan in place, people other than maybe uh, you and me have no idea how we're tracking on those goals, like the progress that we're making. And so we found out, I would say what, maybe two years we did it once and then maybe on the third year we started the twice a year retreat or the fourth year and so it was we really need feedback middle of the year also we really like each other so we like to come together and hang out and this gives a dedicated day where we can actually do that and talk about uh, talk about the business and talk about how things are going talk about how awesome everyone is doing and what we could do to get better so yeah. I think it also solidifies like um, you can kind of get in your own world as far as working for the client directly. And it kind of, kind of brings you back to like this bigger team aspect and you know, what, what kind of, what flag you're flying at the end of the day, as far as like being a part of our business, obviously serving our clients. So I think that's important to keep in mind. And whenever you're around people that, 
you may work parallel to, but you don't work directly with on client engagements. I think that's also something great that's come out of retreats um, because a lot of times, you know, depending on the level of team member that you're on, you may never really, after training, you may never interact with that, that person other than a social setting or a team setting. Um, it may not be related to client work at all. Um, so I think that's important just because our team, as far as like the people that we've, you know, curated on that team, they have a lot of likeness. They have a lot of similar interests and they, I think, genuinely enjoy being around one another. Now, you just have to, um, it does come at a cost, one, as a budget, you know, line item, what it takes to gather the team. But then there's also the opportunity cost from not serving serving clients that couple of days during the retreat. Um, so it does provide from our, our vantage point, it provides a bigger return on investment of those costs. And that's why we keep doing the two that we, we currently do. Um, I think a third may be introduced, but it may be introduced to more of a, um, how do you say, like, uh, a, not division, but like different team members, like that work in groups um, to where they get dire together directly. And it's not really just an all team meeting. Um, so that that's something that we've talked about and toyed around with just because as the team continues to grow, we want to embrace best practices across the organization. And sometimes that does get lost because you're working in parallel to other teams. Yeah, I really like that, uh, the collaboration that happens between people who don't necessarily do the same role and um, can look at, okay, what's happening? We do have a team of three set up in our firm. And so that team of three has a client service manager, a client controller, a client CFO. So when we come together for our whole retreat, we do really discuss what each of those people are responsible for, where they're having any kind of pain points or challenges. And then from every different role in our organization can look at, okay, well, this is how we deal with this kind of um, challenge, or this is what we could do prior to them coming, um, you know, to your responsibilities to help with that, or this is what needs to happen so that I can fully um, educate the client when I talk to them quarterly. So whatever that might look like, but the collaboration that happens um, on like a vertical level through the team of three, through other departments, even horizontally, just the collaboration of people who actually do the same role on a day-to-day -day basis, but work on different types of clients. Um, there's just a lot, there's a lot of education. There's a lot of learning that goes on. There's a lot of relationship building, um, rapport building, a lot of trust uh, that can be built during that retreat. And when you think about that, so you mentioned a little bit about the cost of like not being able to work on clients or be billable during that day. If you can take one day to build years of trust um, within your team, so worth it. So worth that cost. Yeah. So from a who's in the room perspective, uh, kind of going into that, I think as many people as possible, um, I would try to say 100%. I, 
at all cost. Um, so whatever that looks like. And in today's environment, maybe someone just cannot travel because of um, family commitment or something going on in life. And you have to be open and flexible enough in these retreats to actually zoom that person in or whatever that looks like so that they do feel like they're participating. Obviously it, it's not the same as being there in person, but it's better than excluding them or working around them and trying to fill them in later. So um, from a who perspective, anything additional to add there as far as like the team is concerned? Yeah. So full team and just looking at what are the options. If you're having a one time a year retreat, definitely worth the um, expense of flying people, getting their hotels or whatever, making the arrangements, just planning ahead, making the arrangements for them to be in the room. There is so much laughter um, in the in-betweens. So during the breaks uh, and so much conversation during the breaks, during the lunches, uh, during the, the off times that are not even just learning, that it's important for those people to be involved um, with that, to get to be a part of that. And then also, um, if you can't, if there is somebody who cannot travel or cannot be there, structuring the day into blocks of time just so that they can be a part of as much as possible. Um, maybe it's not appropriate to have people eating on camera. For me, that's uncomfortable is to, to know that there's a camera on me while I'm eating or even listening to other people eat uh, is not my favorite thing. But definitely during all of the learning and sharing times, their technology is plenty advanced to allow them to be part of that conversation, both to see it and listen, but also to be able to talk and be part of it. So also to participate in that as well. Yeah. Another thing uh, on the who part is kind of defining who's responsible for the retreat, who talks during the retreat, um, who delivers what. So I know that we've kind of gone through these different stages of life here at the business. And some people may not feel equipped um, to lead retreats. So what would you say to that person as far as when we're still defining the who, as far as retreats are concerned? So thinking about um, just as a listener of this podcast, thinking about, are you the person who loves to plan things? Um, if that's you, then retreat will be easy because really it's just looking ahead, um, putting a plan in place, an outline of what, what you want to cover, thinking about, I guess, with the end in mind, like what do you want everyone to get out of this? So if you're a planner, then this is fairly easy. If you're not a planner, thinking about the person on your team who is, because every organization has people who love to plan things, who do it naturally. Um, and so find that person and help them organize you. If you're the fun, if you're the fun person and not the planning person, then definitely pair up with the person who plans. So I guess what I would say is don't feel like this has to be a one person show. Just one person needs to hold everybody else accountable and, and kind of lead in putting it together. So delegate jobs and roles. Um, 
The other thing is, if you are the planner, I would call myself the planner. I am the planner. This does fit easily um, into my wheelhouse and my skill set. I would not say I'm the fun one. I am an observer. I do watch what other people do, what other people like. I pay attention and I listen to what people like. But if you would say that you're not necessarily the fun one, look to the fun person in your organization and get them to come alongside and help you because you don't want, I would say, um, to make it the most productive and effective retreat. You don't want all social party and you don't want all technical learning or just vision and mission and goals. Um, you want a mix of both. So likely that's multiple people. And then thinking about the topics that you want to cover. So when you do think about that end, uh, the end result, what you want people to take away, as you're looking at those topics, who are the best people inside or outside of your organization that do those things really well, and then ask them if they're if they will lead. So um, that that's kind of where we have landed. So we've done it all the way from where I just planned everything and just put it together to where we're now in a much uh, better spot, and uh, we have multiple people that help pull it off and multiple people have input in that day. And so um, it makes it really nice that the team gets to hear from all different people on all different things. Um, and really the, the biggest thing is what is the team doing? So even if there is one person talking, even if there is one person leading, what are, what are, what is everyone else doing during that time and really engaging? So Definitely, um, as you're thinking about who will lead, is really um, asking them to step up and say, hey, how are you going to engage the others while you're presenting or speaking or whatever you're planning? Make sure that uh, there is an engagement aspect and the people listening to you are accountable for something at the end of your uh, session. Yeah. The... You talked about the fun, the planner. Um, some organizations have the boring, you know, that you kind of have to um, bring into the conversation as well because they may be a technical piece as an accountant. You know, that's easily something that we wear uh, technical and boring a lot of times. But it does, we, we transfer really good information to the team. So um, something that I like that you've done in the most recent retreats and then... Um, Kind of going forward as we plan others is that everybody from a leader perspective is kind of heard in, in those retreats heard from and they have and they have a role and so they're kind of updating on their specific area of expertise and then you have others that aren't they may not be viewed as like in charge of a specific business area but they've got a passion about something that we're incorporating into the retreat. So I know that we have a couple of team members that are really into uh, personal development and learning about um, one themselves, but then others, uh, whether it's Enneagram testing and kind of diving in and reading people's mail, depending on the type of number that they are. So I love that we're bringing others into that conversation. Uh, and those people are internal. Something else that we've done in the past, uh, we've never paid anyone to kind of put on a retreat, but I could see um, businesses doing that if they just feel that that would be a better use of time or budget 
the first time around is to kind of create this template, go out to somebody else that's already done it before and just duplicate it in years later. Um, what we've done in the past is actually bring in external people to be a part of our retreat, not necessarily lead the whole thing, but take up uh, a client block or not a client block, but a, um, a block of time during that retreat. And that's been helpful in the past because it adds external perspective to something that's really we want to hit on and we see as important for that for that retreat's objective. And uh, we've done that before with our coaching um, kind of leaders at the organization that we rely on for coaching and that um, they've been gracious enough to be a part of that. They actually offer it as kind of a part of their, their uh, business offering as well. And so I think that's, that's been really important to us. Um, the other thing that we've talked about um, just because people love the story and we want there to be a, like a connection between the story of how someone's day to day can impact somebody's life. And so we've talked about in the past clients actually being a part of retreat and, and our team hearing that story um, of the client and what our team means to that client, whether it was just during a season of life of their business or what they helped them achieve or this level of stress that they no longer have because they know that they can rely on us. So I think that's something that we played around with is how do we bring in a, a client for a part of that? I know that there's certain ones that would love to be in the room and, um, you know, see there are people. And that's, that's just some of the creativity thing as far as still expanding the who of could be in their retreats. Yeah, for sure. And we actually did, we did not bring a physical person into our retreat or do them through um, a client through video chat into our retreat. But what we did for one retreat as a gift to our team is we actually sent out a survey to all of our clients, asked um, a few questions of them to tell, you know, who works, who do they work with? Like, who's their team of three? Um, what do they love about that team of three? And why is that team of three important to their business? And then um, we were able to compile that for each person from all of their direct clients. Uh, and they, so they got a shout out from the clients. And so that was compiled in a list that was, um, you know, typed out and printed out for each person, but definitely very personal. And just again, brought back the value that each team member brings to the business, brings to the team, brings to the clients. So that was a really good one. And I think our uh, part two of this retreats will be all about how to do the retreat. So, and after that one, you may think, well, I guess I'm, this is not in my skill set. I would love to hire someone to help me do this, or there are people in my organization who would do this better and that's fine. But maybe we'll give um, a little bit of a jumping off point or some ideas that will kind of spark your imagination and help you to plan um, your own retreat. And so then the last really part of today is the what. So what is a retreat? And I'll, I'll ask you this question. <laughs> Before we had a retreat and before you had it in your mind that we needed to have a retreat, did you have any like preconceived ideas of what a retreat was and what happened during a retreat? 
the the word retreat could be deceiving. So I think if you just zoom in on on that word, you you your mind may go to like a vacation spot or just like totally, um, you know, disconnecting. But maybe having team members around you if it is a work retreat. Um, in today's world, especially when businesses are involved, businesses involved, uh, that word retreat, especially if it's like put on by a coaching organization or internally, it, it does mean some type of development in my mind. And so that's really what I zoomed in on was like, how do we have a group setting development session, uh, retreat, uh, is the word that is widely used for that. So that's why we incorporated it. But, um, it's not, like I said earlier, it's not technical. It's definitely, you should come away from retreat feeling energized, ready to go tackle whatever that next challenge or goal is that you've set and really rally the team towards a common goal. And, um, you know, you're providing support along the way, but ultimately defining how their individual effort does get to that bigger team or business goal. So, um, that's how I now view a retreat probably in the beginning. Um, it was, it was probably always more technical in nature, um, that, that I thought we needed to be more technical in retreats and even new team members that have never been in an organization that has done a retreat like we do them where it's not technical, um, on accounting or tax or any of that good stuff. It's more, more widespread, you know, personal development stuff. Um, they probably still question, you know, the first one, they probably question like, why are we spending the time, uh, in our day doing this while we could be doing X, but because we believe in it and we've seen such good results overall, that's why we keep doing them. Okay. Well, let me tell you because my idea of retreat is completely different. So okay. when you told me we needed to have like a firm retreat, immediately my mind went to, it has to be a weekend retreat, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so immediately my mind went to, it's three days. It's at some like fancy resort or offsite destination. So it would require travel. And in my mind, it re required flying. So I'm like, oh my gosh, well, how in the world are we going to do this? Three full days, you know, families left behind, um, flying somewhere and then sitting around, like telling our deepest, darkest secrets and, you know, weaknesses and, you know, just being super vulnerable, you know, for three full days, people crying, people singing Kumbaya, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that was totally what I thought retreat meant and what it was supposed to look like from a corporate or a company setting. Like that's, yeah. that's what I thought it was, you know, people doing ropes courses and walking trust on, falls. Uh, yeah. yeah, trust falls and walking across uh, hot coals. And I, I don't know. And so that was kind of my uh, initial thoughts when I would hear like corporate retreat or business retreat. And so when we first started, obviously that is not what we did. That is not where we started. It is not what it looks like. Um, that is probably great for someone at some point in time, but that's not, that's not what we do. Um, so do you want to tell a little bit about what, do we need to go into more detail about what our days kind of look like and, and how they're set up or, um, have we talked enough? Do we need to 
wait till the next episode and just talk about the how? Yeah, I think um, we can incorporate that into the how uh, conversation. So we've kind of teased people on the what, um, you know, it could look like as far as closing the conversation around the who, is there anything else to add there as far as who should, who, who are the stakeholders in that retreat? And I think something to remember um, is you're not, you know, you're not available for work those days or day. And so communicating that to your clients and to the public is probably a great thing to do. Uh, we see that a lot in our clients that are doing coaching led training or retreats or anything like that. They actually post on social media or on their website that they will be closed a certain day because they know they've booked it in advance because they have to clear their schedule. So that's a, probably another who to keep in mind is your client or your uh, customer and just let them know, Hey, the, these last, these couple of days or this day, we are going to invest in the team and uh, we're getting better to serve you better. And so I think that's another who that is often forgot um, just because there's usually some travel involved or at least, you know, it's not a normal operating day. And just to kind of wrap us up, starting with what you want your team to take away. So as we're here approaching the middle of the year, thinking about, okay, are there any challenges we're facing? Are there things I wish my team knew or I wish my team did? Um, I wish my team valued those types of things. So thinking about what you want people to take away and then working your way backwards into who could help lead, who could um, speak during that time, who needs to be in the room, which like we said before, at least one time a year with every single person together, not working or distracted, but in a dedicated intentional time to just be together and make the business better um, and help each other get better. And then from there, looking at what, what are we going to? So if you know what you want people to take away from that day, then knowing what to talk about, what to present, what to work on during that day, or maybe two days, um, that's a, that's a good, a good place to start. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, that was a great introduction into, uh, retreats and the answering the who question excited about the next uh, conversation around digging into the what, and uh, maybe we'll get to the why. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it, it was a good one. Yeah. And I'm mostly excited about not telling people that they have to uh, do trust balls or sing Kumbaya or tell their deepest, darkest secrets. So yeah. none of that will be on the next episode, but um, lots of good tips will. All right. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.